Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. I am Chantal Bisson, author of the Without Losing Your Cool book series. I'm also a serial entrepreneur, and I may or may not be married to the world's most incredible husband, but I'm definitely mama to three sassy, fiery, ambitious adult daughters and newly minted grandmother to my grandson, Rory. My mama always said I had the gift of the gab. So welcome to my podcast, Without Losing Your Cool, where I tackle, discuss, and uncover the curveballs that come at you in this messy, beautiful thing called life and hopefully help you get through them without losing your cool. Take it from somebody who's been through a whole gamut of life's challenges, traumas, and obstacles. I'm your been there, done that, but it didn't kill me. It made me stronger cheerleader BFF you've been looking for. Every Wednesday, I will bring you some sassy, tell it like it is truth bombs, moments of reflection, and answer a burning question asked by one of my listeners, of course, and interview some incredible guests whose life experiences, stories, and expertise will make you feel seen and heard. Remember, none of us are alone out there. So let's dive into today's episode. Well, hello, hello, hello. Here we are again. It's Wednesday and another episode of Without Losing Your Cool. I know typically every other Wednesday I do a listener call in. They leave me a voice message, I play it back, and I answer their questions. But I want to do things a little bit differently today because, well, I had somebody reach out to me and they didn't feel comfortable with leaving an audio message. So this particular listener did not feel particularly comfortable with leaving her question live and to have me play it back on air for her. So I figured, you know what, I'll do her a solid and I'll address her question live anyway, even though we don't have audio for it. And I think it might be something that a lot of you can relate to. Certainly any of you who are listening right now who are young moms, or in fact, new moms, she herself is a new mom. And full disclosure here, it's not my daughter. (laughs) I wouldn't play my daughter like this. If she had this question, I would answer it privately. And I wouldn't air it out publicly unless she gave me permission to. And then therefore I would say it was her. But no, it's not Brianna. She did not ask this question, but this other listener did. And she wants to know, where does the sex go after you have a newborn baby? And why is it so hard to want to have sex, to desire sex after you have a new baby? And well, I know it's been a long time since I've had kids. My youngest is 25. But I do remember vividly that time when they were about six months to a year where it just felt like it all just dried up. And I don't mean your vag itself, even though sometimes that happens and that's a hormone thing. But I just meant like the longing, the wanting to. And honestly, I think there's a lot of things at play here, primarily usually around the six month to 12 month mark. That's when the exhaustion really, really takes over. Like it's in your bones at this point. Because even if you've got a baby that's sleeping, you got to think about it. Like your whole life has been flipped upside down. Like it's completely altered from a year earlier. Even when you were pregnant, sometimes it's easy to have sex when you're pregnant. When you're not worried about getting pregnant again, you're not so tired and you're like on cloud nine and you're looking forward, you're anticipating the baby. Or maybe you haven't felt sexual since you got pregnant. I know a lot of people are super concerned to have sex while they're pregnant because, you know, they're worried about the safety of the baby. I get it. I respect everybody's thoughts, opinions, feelings, where they're at when it comes to like sex and children. Um, And the reality is this. So often, 
we feel as women, we have to perform like we have to be sexual. And if we're not sexual, we're going to upset our husbands. They might go elsewhere, whether it be online or go to, you know, porn sites. I mean, we've got so much going on in the back of our heads when it comes to sex that it's really, it starts to just take over and we don't allow ourselves any space to just be where we are. And that might be like, we just don't fucking want it. Like we're just not there. And there's a lot of reasons why you might not be there. You might not be there just like I said, because you're flat out exhausted. You might be stressed out. It's also around that time you start to contemplate needing to go back to work. And there's a lot of emotional anguish attached to that. A lot of women would rather be able to stay home. Some women wish they could have gone back right away. I mean, there's just, there's all kinds of things that are going on inside of us as new young moms that the last thing we're thinking about is, I want to get it on right now. And that's okay. It's totally okay. I know the longer it goes before you have sex, you start to feel like, what's wrong with me? There's got to be something wrong with me. Nobody else is like, I've got to imagine everybody else is feeling good and having sex. And why am I not having sex? You know, and you go down that spiral, you go into that wormhole of like, I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good partner. I need to, I need to get, I need to snap out of it. I need to get my sexy back as per Justin. I think the really important thing and what I remember feeling is that do what you can. Do what you can. Like you might not want to go all the way to have sex, but hey, maybe you're in the mood. You can give a blowjob. You know, you can let him masturbate to you, around you, on you, whatever. I mean, there are ways to keep sex happening in your marriage without it actually having to be intercourse. And sometimes the other thing that's going on with us as new young moms is that we feel like our partner's not pulling their weight. And when your partner's not pulling their weight, you know, for example, maybe you have a partner who's not getting up and helping you with feedings. Maybe you have a partner who's not out running errands, getting groceries, doing laundry, you know, picking up those other parts of the household chores that are, you know, falling onto your shoulders as well as primary care of the child. I don't know. I'm not in your relationship and I'm not in your house. But you've got to ask yourself these questions. What's going on in my marriage? What's going on in this relationship? Why other than exhaustion, stress, or hormones, like if those are all good, if you've got a baby, like our second baby slept through the night. Yana got home from filming in New Zealand. She was three weeks old and I know, you know, it's a little early, but we made it happen. We, I hadn't seen him in months. You know, he hadn't seen me in months. So, you know, they say six weeks. Well, I can tell you that if you really need it, you can find a way to make it work and be comfortable sooner. But again, that was circumstantial. I had a baby that was sleeping through the night, even though she was three weeks old. And I had a toddler who was mostly sleeping through the night. So I wasn't quite as drained as I was with our first baby. And you know, there's also the fact of like, if you don't see your partner for a long time, that creates desire, right? So a lot of times what ends up happening is we're too on top of each other. And certainly these past few years during a pandemic, not only is everybody working from home, mostly everybody is working from home, but all of a sudden you're home with a baby. Like so-and-so is not going out drinking with the boys. You're not going out with the girls. You're there with each other every single day. And well, where is the sexy in that? You know, you're both sitting on the couch. You're both exhausted. You haven't left each other's side for months. It just doesn't create and it doesn't, it's not like a garden for desire. So there's that too. So maybe if you're underfoot of each other, maybe you need to find a way to 
spend some time apart, you know, create some distance, create some mystery in your relationship and space between the two of you. You know, it starts to be like when you become parents is like you're doing the same things all the time, all like minded, like everything is focused on the baby and all that attention is there. And then all of a sudden you're expected to snap out of that and have sex. Well, I don't know. Uh, I know when Yannick and I are dealing with issues with our girls, the last thing that either of us want to do is like rip each other's clothes off and get busy. So look at all the things that are going on inside your day-to-day lives. Look at those things. Like, are we spending too much time together? Do we need to create some space? Do we have a baby that's not sleeping? Have I had my hormones checked yet? Where am I at with that? Um, How is my rest? What about the thoughts in my head? When am I going back to work? Do I have to go back to work? Do I have a job to go back to? I mean, take everything into consideration before you just like start to feel like, I don't think I'm into my husband anymore. Like, I don't think about sex with him. I don't want to have sex with him. When he comes around me, I wish he would leave and I don't want to have sex with him. So there's a lot, a lot to unpack here. And again, unless we're sitting with each other, unless we're girlfriends and I know exactly what's happening in your life and in your relationship, it's really, really difficult for me to advise But I would say to start looking at all those things. And if you find that the primary thing is like he's just never gone, then find some activities for him to get gone to. You know what I mean? So you can have an opportunity to miss him and then have ways that he can support you so that you can get gone and go see your girlfriends and get away from the baby and get away from him. And remember who you were before you were a mom, you know, and then sext each other, send sexy texts, send sexy photos like create the desire again. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta fan the flame. I know it sounds corny, but really we really do with our sexual relationships. And the longer they go and the more kids that get in the pot, my experience, and it's just my experience, but a few of my girlfriends have had the same experiences. Like you start to lose your sexy vibe. Not that you're not sexual. You just don't feel like being sexy. And it just becomes kind of like one more thing to do on your to-do list. So with that in mind, try to remove some things from your to-do list and try to add, not try, I hate that word because trying is like, it's so subjective, right? Like maybe I'll try. I didn't really try. I don't feel like trying. So ixnay that. Fuck try. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do to get your sexy back in your marriage. You are absolutely going to ask yourself, what does healthy sex look like to me right now with where I'm at? Because like you're a new mom. So what does that mean? What does that look like? What does foreplay look like? Does it look like he draws a bath? He takes out the trash. He does the dishes. He does like, what does that look like to you? Like what would really really help you get in the mood to have sex. Identify that because it changes. As soon as there's a baby around, that shit all changes. Like I can tell you when Yannick and I were single, you know what got me turned on? When he went to the market and got baguette cheese and cured meats and we pretended we were in Europe and we would have these like awesome little bistro lunches with each other drinking wine. That was all it took. And then as kids came along, It was like, okay, buddy, 
help with the laundry, get the trash, go to the grocery store, please do some laundry, please do some dishes. You know, the the list changes that makes you feel cared for and gives you space to want to have sex. So that's important too. I think you got to ask yourself those questions and see what you come up with. And for everybody, it's going to be different. So don't compare your list to a girlfriend's list. And in fact, I would kind of keep it to yourself. I, I think the only person I would share it with would be your person. Let them know like, hey, I know when we were first together and you were away with your job for months on end, when you came home, we had sex three times a day. And when you were home for a week, all we did was have sex and we couldn't get enough of each other. And you didn't even have to do anything. You just had to open the door and I was naked and I was on you, right? Because you had distance, because you had space, because he was gone. Now, the likelihood is that you're smothering each other. And I got to tell you, smothering ain't sexy. No way, no how. Okay. So you got what you're going to do. You're going to identify what turns you on. You're going to make that list. You're going to write it out. You're going to put it in your, without losing your cool journal. Cause I know you've got that, put it in the back and then ask yourself, where can we create some space? What can I do for myself to make me feel sexy to me? And then that will roll out into the relationship. And then you're going to talk it out with your partner. You're going to have a real grown-up, loving, open, frank conversation with your partner of where sex needs to come from now that you're in this new space as parents with a new baby. And then you'll create a new beautiful dance. Trust me, it'll happen. I'm living proof. Here we are. 34 years, we still have sex. Sometimes we forget about it. Because we get tired, we get stressed out. And I'd bet that that's probably where you're at too right now. It's been a crazy two years. Even without a baby, it's been a crazy two years. So be gentle with yourself. Identify what turns you on and how your partner can help you get there. And then message me back. Let me know how it goes. And I want to wrap up today's episode with something pretty cool that meant a lot to me. One of you listeners, Tammy, called in and left me this beautiful, beautiful message, which I'm going to play back for you guys. Because you know what? Sometimes when we work hard at things and it's like this, it goes out into the world and you don't really get a lot of feedback and you hope people are responding and you hope people are learning and feeling inspired. It's nice to have people call in and let you know that they are. So listen to what Tammy had to say about the solo episode I did about rushing and hurrying through life. I really enjoyed listening to your second episode of your podcast. I have a hard time not checking things off my list in my head. It seems to be something that I always work towards every day. Check that off, onto the next, check that off, onto the next. And it just seems to never end and gets very overwhelming. So listening to your podcast, it was just kind of a reassurance of how to slow down enjoy life in the moment. Everything is not a checklist. So I'm really looking forward to your next episode and I will keep listening. Thank you. Aw, see, that felt good. That felt nice. And I'm grateful for every single one of you that listens every week. And if this is the first time you're listening, thank you and welcome. But yeah, even going back to today's question about how do you get sex back after having a new baby? It's just like, don't rush to get a result. Be open with your partner. 
try alternatives. If you're not ready to actually engage in sexual intercourse, find ways to be sexual to your partner and for your partner. And if you don't want to even do that, then don't do that. I mean, the bottom line is we're here once, right? As this being, we're here once. And the reality is, is don't do anything that doesn't feel true for you. There's nothing worse than faking it nothing faking it in friendships faking it in intimate relationships and faking it with sex so if it is just something right now on your list that you're checking off to do then don't do it and let your partner know be just communicate i'm a broken record with this but talk it out talk 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 communicate communicate let your partner know where you're at and remind them that you still love them They still matter to you. They're still important to you. But the reality is, is that right now you're just not there. It's just not happening. And it might take some time. And it might take until your hormones get realigned. It might take until you uncover that list and develop a list so that you're You can share with your partner, these things would help me to feel love. These things would turn me on. These things would feel special and see what happens. Like Tammy said, God knows we don't need any more things to put on a list to check off. Now, a list of needs and desires and things that you require to feel whole is different than a to-do list. That's becoming clear. That's gaining clarity. And that's figuring out shit that you can share with your partner to make for more intimacy and better connection. Those lists, I'm all about those lists. So what are you waiting for? Write it out, write it out, and then talk it out. And yeah, let me know how it goes. Let me know if you're like Justin Timberlake and you get your sexy back. (laughs) And until next time, you guys, keep your cool. Well, that was fast, wasn't it? Here we are. We're already at the end. And I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Without Losing Your Cool podcast. And thank you also for elevating us to BFF and cheerleader status in your life. I'm so grateful for your support. And I love having you here with me every single week. And most of all, I'm just deeply obsessed with bringing these juicy, raw and real combos to the table so that you can live your life without losing your cool. If this episode touched you and it made you think things and feel things, I'd love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts and feelings on social media and just make sure you tag us at Without Losing Your Cool. You can also subscribe and rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your review so you can be sure to be entered to win some cool prizes from time to time. And if you have a burning question that you'd love to have me answer on an episode of my podcast, go to ChantelBison.com backslash podcast and leave me a message for your question to be featured on an upcoming episode. And you know what? Until next time, friends, do the hard things. Remember, you're never alone and show up like you mean it all without losing your cool.